0: to Chapter Chumps. We are your chumps, and we're here to talk some chapters. Today we're going to be talking about chapters 13 and 14 of The Hobbit, uh, Not at Home and Fire and Water. Um, as always, we got plenty of interesting stuff. To talk about. I'm really excited to talk about these chapters. There's some big shit that goes down. Literally goes down. So stay tuned for that. Um, But before we get into all that. Before we get into the whole book talk. We're going to talk about us. And like our lives. And like how we're doing and, like, what's been, like, going on and, like, so all feel, of that. So feel
1: free to fast forward that for the next, like, 30 to 40 minutes.
0: Yeah, we <laughs> we should be time stamping these episodes. I, I was supposed to do that because um, the first episode, I, I put that in, and then every other episode, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll log back in and I'll put in the timestamps. I haven't done that as of the moment of this recording, but ideally... You, the listener, are listening to this podcast, and there are timestamps on it because I have done that in the future. So you you're can welcome make time this weekend to just just catch up. So you're welcome. <laughs> yeah, and um, it's, it's
2: it's a fun game too because like if you follow us on Twitter, it's like you never know if we're going to post about the episode that we that we uh, <laughs> just released or if we're just gonna drop it and and you know never tweet about it
0: no 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 i i there has been a tweet for every episode but sometimes it comes like four days after and then and then sometimes i don't do it at all and then i've noticed that you've done it which i do appreciate yeah, but
2: sometimes I'll, i think there's there's at least one of, of uh of this current run that we didn't mm, uh, I, I could think be wrong, every I'm not,
0: episode did an account did for okay yeah i suggest
1: there's a way there's got to be a way to um automate this so you don't have to rely on
0: kata remembering but no 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 you can't automate it this is not josh this is the problem with ai all right you can't can't take the job of a human and and turn it into a conveyor belt all right we make art. crafted crafted
2: tweets like a but uh Really, it, I was. It, I was can, gonna say. Can, can we I was automate? Say,
0: can we automate putting thongs on a picture of Thorin from the Hobbit movie? Can we do that? No, but I, I, no my way point I was has, That Twitter was
2: proven to
1: be Can be you shut up and let me talk? Yeah. <laughs> Come on. It's
2: just way too much.
1: Can it can't happen. Me? Can you guys hear me? Sorry,
2: Sorry Josh. Josh she has she has
1: <laughs> I was gonna say Twitter doesn't allow bots anymore, or something along those lines. But you guys kept talking over me. <laughs> um i, I now the think point that, seems stupid
2: that rule uh was was floated I think that that they've they've backtracked on that because Have somebody, okay some you know some some right wing weirdo uh tweeted at Elon and was like, yeah, but there's good bots too, and then he yeah, was i like, mean oh, I, you're I, right there are there are some good bots out there,
0: yeah he was just worried about that one that posted about his jet, yeah, I've heard a theory yeah. that um that Elon has actually died and his Twitter account is updated by a bot
2: yeah yeah I've heard that theory that too that wouldn't be too hard and, so, that, um, that wouldn't be
1: too hard at all
2: it's actually a physical bot um, kind of similar a to... ro-
0: ro- robot that just has a uh, phone
2: well no and, and <laughs> he's he's an Android version of, of Elon similar yeah. to the Joe Biden clone in, right Elon droid yeah
0: yeah
1: <laughs> It's just sure. a Zuckerberg bot but like two two generations later so it's a little more human like.
2: Well there was mm. no human version of the Zucker bot. He's always been <laughs> <True>. a
1: bot. <laughs> the Zuckerberg bot.
2: There was no original source material oh, for that one.
0: Uh, uh do uh, do Elon droids dream of electric birds? <laughs> of electric. <laughs> tweets? You get, oh, that was be- That was better. Oh, wow! I just guffawed at my own shit, and and yours was just twenty Where, times better. We're just
2: spitballing though. I I just piggybacked off of you, so. You uh,
0: yeah, I, I, but still, I mean, you know, rats off to you, buddy. Great right. job. Thank you. I'm on my third whiskey. That's nice. what my night's like. Oh, good. My third. This is gonna be. This is gonna be. be, is gonna be if you Curric. haven't noticed, this is gonna
1: be a, <laughs> a Coquerec podcast. Excellent.
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: Maybe maybe we shouldn't record on Fridays.
0: <laughs> I I like to think that it gives me a, you know, an edge. Yeah, I I'm mean, on like a runner's high, but I'm not running at no all. No I thought we were supposed to take off the edge.
2: <laughs> there's no guarantee. It gives me you, an edge, Josh. That you wouldn't be three whiskeys deep on a Tuesday either. So.
0: No. Well, I mean, I, the, it is true that I could be. Um,
2: yeah, I think you have been before. No, I mean. Yeah, you I know, I'm sure I mean, I, I have I have to. been at
0: some point in my yeah. life.
2: I mean, on the podcast.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: Which is I mean, yeah, so I, I I think it's a you know, maybe more likely on a weekend night. And also yeah. on on a night that is uh the eve of the birth of uh of of the host of the podcast Chapter it's true. Shows. You know. It's true. Oh, yeah. And um, celebrating uh, one week since the birthday of another host of this, this, this podcast. Chapter That's right. Six.
0: We would be remiss if we did not mention the birthday of Joshua O'Connor.
1: Hello. It was like a week ago. <laughs> it's in the past now. It's one, but one week <laughs> since
2: the day. And uh, uh, Yeah. And then one one friends, day yeah. until the day of birth yeah. of the other guy.
0: There is no better way to say what you just said. That Connor, was the best Ryan way you Kelly. could have said it.
2: Uh huh. I'm yeah. I'm uh talking coherently and in in a very uh, uh, straight line of thought, mm. and yeah. uh, everyone can follow what I'm saying perfectly.
0: Are you three whiskeys deep?
2: No, I'm about. I don't know, man. I'm I'm halfway through a Seven Up two liter.
0: Is that as of seven today? Seven Up. Have you have you cracked that open as of today? And you're halfway through it, or as has this tonight. been uh, a as of tonight? I'm, as of today. I'm a little less. <laughs> as, than as of through. as of an hour and a half ago. Yeah,
2: and and then uh, my Coke Zero. I I've I've I'm like one cup into it. So yeah, I'm getting there.
0: Man, you really are. Some kind of monster, which might even be funnier if you had a monster energy drink, which I do know you kind of went through a period of drinking, but
2: yeah i mean i I, I still do sometimes,
0: yeah you you still ride the monster
2: yeah it's it's just you know a while ago, I was doing you know one one twenty ounce red bull and a 16 ounce um monster energy drink and uh i mean it it got to a point where i just couldn't my body couldn't take it you know i was getting kind of yeah you could have died it was the same well i don't think so i i i it it doesn't really do too much to me, but I was just getting a little bit too wiry for my, my liking, um, which is you know the same thing as 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 my experience with with going you know going through six coffees a day. Hmm. Um, it, it, it just kind of gets to be overwhelming. It's you know once in a while,
1: I. It's almost like a lot of caffeine is
0: bad for you.
2: It is almost like that. It's it it is almost like that. <laughs>
0: yeah interesting reminder that caffeine is a drug so that's cool trick water I, mean.
2: I can do it for like for a little while you know but then it just becomes like my body's like oh no you know we're gonna cut cut you down to like one or two maybe
0: it's good not everyone's body does that you know Yeah. So, at least your body's looking after you um so let's uh let's share a little bit Let's go over the pros oh, we and cons. Well, we have, we we have, <laughs> but like, let's let's go into the specifics here, lads. Um, let's go over the pros and cons of uh, our past week and a half ish. Because it's Friday,
1: yep, something like that. About, about that much.
0: Um, does anyone want to start us off? What's that, Josh? Noise? I, I hear you volunteering.
1: No, that's me wagging the pages of my book back and forth because fidgety. Oh, okay.
0: <laughs> I do. All right. So you know that. if
2: listeners were were curious about that, <laughs> do you have your answer? You have your answer? This,
0: of, of this this rhythmic thumping in the background.
2: This might, might have dragged a worm. I don't know.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yes. It's true scary all right just Um, try to shake your book arrhythmically next time josh uh but go on go on um
1: all right so i like to do cons first but and pros then pros typically but i like to do pros and cons this week wow (laughs) because uh, my pros my pro this week is it was my birthday uh my parents came out to visit with mongo and lily that was a wonderful little visit um, it's ha- had a nice dinner at a restaurant in, in town, and it's not often that it's just me and my parents. Over the last twenty nine years, it's only been about that. Only been that way in recent memory, a handful of times. <laughs> uh, let's see, Nova. Uh, the, the literally, I I went, to, I ran to the store before they they came over. And literally, when I got home, I I walked in and found Nova had torn her uh, indestructible bed in her crate while I was out. And I was texting my parents that right as they said they were leaving to come over. So, great timing there. But uh, my con this week is uh, my car had its alternator die again almost six months to the day from the last time it happened. Yeah. Oh. Thankfully... Everything was under warranty this time. Uh, all right. So this is... I, I don't know if I talked about it when we were doing Hitchhikers or not. But um, about six months ago, I went to a friend's wedding. And on my way out there, the alternator died. And it was may- I was maybe two hours from home. Uh, I, I, I was up in uh, northern Massachusetts. And... I'm on the highway, and I notice my my radio's dying, like like resetting, like the like losing power, turning back on, resetting. Um, and I'm getting I'm like five minutes from the hotel. so I was like, all right, let me just make sure I got headlights when I uh, get off the highway, and if not, I'll text another friend at the wedding to come pick me up, and I'll deal with this tomorrow. Uh, didn't have headlights, so I had to text my friend. Turns out i I found out later after good uh, the good thing about going to an engineering wedding is someone's going to have one of those car uh diagnostic tools in their trunk at the wedding so uh turns out i was literally five minutes away from being stranded on the side of the road and uh when i tried to drive to an auto zone to get the battery replaced the next morning i couldn't even make it out of the hotel parking lot uh so I had I got towed to a to a firestone, got the alternator replaced, and that was a whole ordeal where I had no idea if I was gonna be staying at another hotel that night. Um and I had so I had a coworker watching my watching Nova while I was gone, so I was keeping them up to date, keeping some of my other engineering friends up to date, keeping family up to date. It's like, all right, looks like they're gonna get the part, all that bullshit. Very expensive, especially right after my my London vacation. Uh it sucked. It was in the past come around to christmas and i notice that my the stupid light is on again it's like huh that is a problem i am about to drive two hours back home from from my parents house (laughs) so i i pull over to get it checked out i will still clifton park and the light goes out when i park it's like all right the battery's apparently charging again maybe something was just stuck after sitting out in the snow for a week Let's continue on the journey. If the light comes on again, we'll pull over and figure it out. Light didn't come on again. Made it all the way home. Everything was fine all throughout January. I started noticing the light was coming on more and more when I started the car. And it's like, all right, I got to take this back to Firestone because this is going to be a problem again. I can feel it. I was, I was, I called the same day I was out uh, that my parents were going to come out last week. I figured, all right, if they can look at it today. I can, I can drop it off with my parents. <clears throat> we can go have dinner and pick it up the next morning before my parents leave. Super easy. Don't have to lock Nova away for however long I'm there. The guy who who would check this stuff out is only in Monday through Friday. Oh well. So I bring it in Monday. I'm on my way there. I live literally around the block, and in the half mile it takes to get there, the same like radio's dying. Yeah. All that bullshit that was happening on the way to my friend's wedding six months previously started happening. It's like, oh, my God, if I had tried to go to the airport or to the store or something or to like another store up closer to Hartford, that I would have been stranded on on I-91. I would have been stranded on the side of the highway and got it, got it in. They took a look at it in and out less than an hour and a half the uh they they said the the alternator was a crap part that they put in not too unsurprising for a rush job but also kind of disappointing because it was so fucking expensive yeah uh, but they replaced they, that for they free they said
0: that they were like we 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 fixed your car but we did it bad <laughs> we we gave you a piece of shit like
1: they they said it was a basically it was a lemon
0: yeah to uh, put in
1: more car friendly terms it, the part turned out to be bad Is Kind of the, closer to the exact language they use, but this was already a week ago, so I'm kind of losing the details. It on my wasn't mind.
2: their fault; it was the the manufacturer's fault.
1: Mostly, yes, and the uh, the the other Firestone up in Massachusetts that installed it. So, um, so yeah, they replaced. They got a new alternator in for free, and they had to replace the battery, and I only got sixty bucks off for that uh, because they had, it was a little older. But they had all, they had put in on that one too earlier. But all in all, for something that could have been a hell of a lot worse, it was only two hundred bucks <laughs> for the for the battery and the, which is a little high for the battery in my opinion. But it should last the rest of the life of the car. I hope. I want it yeah. to. It's not going to. now that I've said that. But that no, was... you'll you'll be fine. You'll be fine. Mm. I dodged a bullet this time. I I really did. I was telling the the mechanics, like, yeah, this this happened to me almost exactly six months ago, except I was on the way to my friend's wedding and, like, on the side of the highway. I was literally minutes away from being stuck on the highway. Here I am. Holy shit, good thing it happened to me when I had scheduled to bring the car in.
0: (laughs) So. Yeah, I mean, that's a whole ordeal, really. Mm -hmm. Um... So what an alternator like uh is related to your battery and controls like the electronics in the car the alternator is the part that is driven by the engine and recharges the
1: the the battery mm. um I don't know if it handles no it, it wouldn't handle the electrics in I'm sorry the electronic devices in the car because those run off the battery um, but it's why the battery keeps starting over and over again for. Years at a time. It's because it re- recharges when you drive the car. Uh, but they with, they tested the battery that was in there. They said out of 700 crank, cranking amps that it's rated for, meaning when you're trying to start the car, it can draw up to 700 amps, it was drawing 10. That's so low. It was, it, it
0: was very low. <laughs> That's very far away from 700. Yes. So. Yeah, I was like, holy shit.
1: <clears throat> it's a wow. 16-year-old car. That's just going to happen. But...
0: Uh, it was so much
1: closer to being a lot more now you're good so like well, it's, it's also kind of a
0: in, pro. in a way right in a way it's like it kind of like the con is that it happened and it sucks but yeah it could have been
1: worse yeah i mean back to the future was playing in, in the waiting area so it's better than the local news so that they're usually
2: playing speaking of back to the future i was gonna say you know you mentioned it's it's the alternator which is the problem well in Back to the Future, there is a car that um, is in the movie, and yes. uh, there's a, a thing in the car which is just it's, a, it's just a normal car part. It's, it's called the flux capacitor, and um, if if you know you're traveling at the at a at a at the right speed, you can you can teleport into back in time or into the future, whatever. Um, now the alternator is kind of it's a similar uh, piece of piece of technology machinery. In that um, if, if you're traveling at the right speed and the right velocity, you can actually um, teleport to um, parallel universes, alternate universes. And that's why it's called the Alternator. <laughs> just a little history lesson. Did,
1: did, they, did they tell you that at Firestone, Josh? I'm
2: kind of a car guy.
1: No, so. they didn't. But that would explain a lot of deja vu that I have when, when I'm driving the car.
2: Exactly, yeah. yeah you don't you're yeah. exactly have
1: reading Steiner, but it's, uh, it's brief, that kind of feeling.
2: You're briefly in the alternate universe (laughs) and then you slow down your your snapback
0: a parallel universe or something am i right
2: that's a weird voice i don't know what you're you're trying to do there
0: okay that's fine um i'll go next connor you're gonna wait (laughs) wait
2: is this a oh my gosh who just walked in is it who i think
0: it is no, it's not. Is it? Is it? it the isn't. Greeks, no, he? it isn't. No, it's not actually. He's oh not here. Oh my goodness! Really? Nope. Is he really yeah. here? No. Well, he got his tongue cut out. Ah, he can't fuck. speak. He cut his. He's tongue here. Cut he's he, He's <laughs> here, but he he can't speak because his tongue was removed by the time mafia. So,
2: <laughs> I just he had a music video uh, idea.
0: He can't talk. He cannot speak. I just speak. had
2: a, a music video idea starring <laughs> Josh as as the uh the the time mafia leader
0: yeah great yeah no i mean that would make sense given the uh mystery foot and all (laughs) so um
2: this will all make sense to you guys in due
0: time no one to no one will this make sense to Connor. okay we don't have the multimedia (laughs) empire that you're trying to build if what? anyone I mean, listens it's... to this podcast, one, they'll probably skip through this portion because they will have the timestamps at this point in time. No, they're, ironically, they're, ironically. Ironically, no one will listen to me mentioning happen. the timestamps because they will have it. There and will, will be no timestamps. they will stamps. go to the point.
2: And if they're listening to this podcast, they're already uh, very invested in the CTVCU.
0: The CTVCU <laughs> CTV <laughs> <Universe>. say that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um... Okay, pros and cons. So, my pro, um, sort of related to my birthday, but um, so today was was the end of my work week. Uh, it's Woo-hoo. Friday. Friday, gotta get down on Friday. Boo! Everybody's looking forward to the weekend. Weekend. She,
2: she's coming back, you know.
0: You you have mentioned. Uh, her before <laughs> um, is it because you made that
2: that same joke?
0: W- no, I have no, no, no. You you did it. You did it completely independently. I said nothing about this, and you had to say something you know, about Rebecca. because uh, you Black, mentioned at Friday. One. I didn't. somebody
2: mentioned Friday.
0: I might have. We might have said that the day was Friday. I mean, like that. That happens a lot in life. People mention the day.
2: Yeah. Before. Well, then that's why I. Okay, brought her up because you referenced Friday. So,
0: oh, so every time someone says the word Friday, you you say, "Hey, have you yes. ever heard that that hit single by Rebecca Black? Uh-huh, from two thousand eight? Have you ever heard that?"
2: Mm, yes. Okay.
0: Anyways, so my pro uh, is that I am a teacher a substitute teacher but a teacher nonetheless a, a, a peripheral teacher yeah
2: teacher um, in in air quotes
0: <laughs> i couldn't if i was talking to a teacher i couldn't say like yeah i'm a teacher you know yeah. but to the layman certainly i am i'm an educator at the very least um but regardless of my my stature or my title i adhere to the Schedule of the NYC DOE. Um, and so I am off for the next nine days.
1: What uh, nice
2: nine days? That's my,
0: that's my pro. Um, yep, two weekends and a full work week. Dang. There it is. Um, uh, one lucky sum of a bitch.
2: <laughs> you are one lucky sum, bitch.
0: Yeah, <laughs> so, um. So that and, and of course you know it's it's particularly cool because tomorrow, my birthday, is the official start of that time off. Mm. So kind of feels like the universe is giving me a birthday present. You yeah, know?
2: what a great way to kick off your your uh the you know Yeah. Your further decline.
0: Hmm Yeah. As, as I, I shuffle into my my waning years. Yeah, I. I,
2: I mean, they called it them it the golden years the, for a the, reason.
0: The, the twilight of my life. <laughs> you know, it's funny if you go back and you rewatch the Golden Girls. There's like a whole bunch of like sixty year old women, and then just like one thirty year old guy <laughs> that no one ever noticed. <laughs> <in the pit. laughs> but he's there, yeah, you know. Gus. Yeah, Gus. Yeah, he's My
2: favorite character
0: yeah it's 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 one of those things it's like you know i don't know why no one ever talks about him but he, he, he's there he's, he's part of the
2: background but he has some of the best one-liners like
0: mm, yes yeah he has some great quips he's like, quippy for sure
2: yeah when when he uh was was you know walked in on on blair having sex with with her yeah you know Yes. Neighbor, neighbor. I, we do yes, and, yeah. Uh, with your
0: neighbor, yeah.
2: And he just goes, and he says, "Whoa, whoa! There's <laughs> something in the refrigerator." That was oh, that just knocked me out. That just knocked me out.
0: Yeah, classic. It's uh, man, good stuff from Gus. Um, that's the pro. The con. Okay, it's it's. I feel like all my cons are like cheats. You know, I kind of go back to old cons, um, new pros well, and old well, cons. You well,
2: know? uh, I mean, hey, a con—it's good can to be have old cheat.
1: cons. <laughs> no, <laughs> hey, some... if, if you're ha- new, new, new pros, but, but only bad co- uh, old cons. I, yeah. I think that's—I think
0: that's a good way to have it. Yeah, I mean, it's better, right?
2: Well, no, I mean, a con it can, can be. also be a cheat. You know, you can be conning somebody out of something. So you're yes. conning, yeah. conning us out of a new. Again,
0: I guess, con. I guess. So I works. mean, it's 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 a cyclical con, to be more accurate. Because um, I'm here to report that as I as I continue through my book a month, um, and I'm I'm reading through the book, um, <clears throat> Parable of the Sower by Octavia Butler. This last week, I've essentially read like nothing. Um, I'm, I think I'm almost nine, I'm like 90 pages in, uh, to a 340 page book. And, um, and of course, you know, my goal is to finish by the end of the month, which is like 12 days. Um, it's a short month. Yes. Yeah. I mean, um, it's, it's kind of goes back to the whole, like I can do it and I am completely planning on doing it. And, of course, also, I'm going to find myself with more free time this coming week. So, like, I I feel, like, ready to play catch-up. But, um, it's, like, one of those, you know, it's, it's not like that happen. same, it's like that same feeling. You bastard. You know that feeling? Everyone knows this feeling. You, your alarm goes off in the morning. You have to get up for work. And... You shut off the alarm because it's just blaring in your ear. And you're like, I'm going to get up in five minutes. I just need five more minutes. You shut your eyes. (laughs) Do your eyes snap back open in five minutes? No, motherfucker. You're late because you lied to yourself in bed like you do every morning. Every morning. People lie to themselves all over the planet. And the thing is... The craziest thing is, is that you believe it every time. It doesn't matter how many times you tell yourself that lie. You really believe in that moment, you're really only going to shut your eyes for five minutes. You stupid motherfucker. You fucking idiot. The fact that you would believe that, you fucking moron. And so here I am, of course, telling myself, you know what, new month, fresh start, let's do it. All I got to do is read like 10 pages a day, no problem. Don't read for like a whole fucking week. Obviously, he, you know, here I am. Again, always. Um So, it's it's not the worst thing in the world, you know, um at all. And in in some ways it's kind of fun to have to have a reason to sit down and just like blast through like a good 50-60 pages at a clip. But um that's kind of where I find myself. That's my con. That's where I'm at. That's
2: me. Wow. Well, nice. you know, I I I support your endeavor, and you know, your
0: really because you said well, you y- said before yes. that you don't think I can do it. I'm not going to do
2: it. I support you entirely. Um, Denzel, like and 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 I I speak for for everyone when I say we're all rooting for you to do this. <laughs> okay, okay. But it's not looking good. All right. It is not looking good right now. Okay. Um, if I had any money, I, I would yeah. put money on you not finishing the book this month, okay? You, you, um,
1: okay, oh. I, I think he can do it.
2: You just, he, of course, okay. he, he can <laughs> do it, he definitely can <laughs> do shot. it. I Can't
0: think you, you will do him. it.
1: I think you will do it. Thank you.
0: So, so if you had money. Which presumably you do, Josh. I mean, you own a house. Presumably you have money. I don't, I don't know for sure, but I would you bet but your you... house
2: on him finishing this this, <laughs> this book within the month? Josh, <laughs> bet your house. It.
0: Bet your house, Josh. Come on, if you ten had bucks to. On it.
2: No, if you had to bet your house, what would you,
0: Josh? Bet on? If, if the Time Mafia came to your house mm. and said you had to <laughs> bet your house on me completing the book or not, how how would you bet your house?
2: To I want complete not
0: bet the book. Okay, he but here's to. the thing. No, 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 no. But Josh, here's the thing. Here's the thing. You have to bet your house ha- in this scenario, you have to bet your house. But do you bet your house on me finishing the book? If if I finish the book, you keep your house. Or if you bet against me and I finish the book, you lose your house. Can I interact with you at all after making the bet? No.
1: I don't like this hypothetical. (laughs) He has no knowledge.
0: He has no knowledge of the bet. Yeah. (laughs) He's left to his own devices. Hey, let me let me remind you, Josh, I did finish my last book on the very last day of January. I really did do that. So and and keep in mind, I have an entire week of free time ahead of me, so bet your house. Bet it. Fine. Fine. Yes, I'll go with you. (laughs) All right, cool. So
2: I get Josh's house if if (laughs) you you don't finish reading.
0: (laughs) All right. Well, this deal is settled. It's signed in blood. It's recorded uh, for all legal parties involved. um, And it it, it will be used as hard evidence in a court of law. It will, yes. Yeah,
2: it will definitely stand up in a court of law.
0: Connor finish your fucker book. <laughs> 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 All right, Connor. Pros and cons. How you doing? So
2: yeah, so I, I don't I don't know. I, I, I don't really have any um you know, big pros or cons either way. But the the one thing that does come to mind is um for a pro and I'm gonna be very vague about this. Um but I I I have begun work on a new podcast. Uh, where I'm interviewing people, and uh, that's been it's been very fun kind of exercising those muscles. I have not been a podcast host for uh, for a few years. Um, I've been the co-host, which has been fun but yeah it's a it's a different different thing. Um, so that's been been a lot of fun going well. I'm excited to uh, announce it and Put it out and all that stuff very exciting um the con the big con though is that this podcast it, it needs a little bit of editing after recording. what it needs a little bit of editing and um i i i've started to edit it a little bit and, and it just it's it's not really it's not that intensive um <laughs> But it doesn't matter. It is oh
1: the new one, not the one we're recording.
2: Not this one. No, I will never edit oh. the
1: podcast. Um,
0: <laughs> that's what I thought you were talking about. Oh, no. and I, I too oh, no. was. I was like, you've been editing the podcast. Oh, no, no,
2: what? no, no, no. The new podcast that I'm. Oh,
0: that's hilarious. That so I'm you're editing on. an entirely other podcast, just yeah. completely separate from this one. You're yes. editing.
2: Yep. Um, that's
0: wonderful. Go on.
2: So so yeah, I, I've, I've had to edit a little bit. And it's just the most fucking excruciatingly boring thing I've ever done. I just, I fucking despise it with all my being. I mean, I, I, I hate ha- having to listen back to what I'm saying. I, you know, even if I speed it up, I sped it up um, 25%, it's still excruciating. Um, and I mean, my, my hope is I get to a point where I get the, I've get i got the, the structure and the formula down where I don't really have to do as much editing even though it's still a, a miniscule amount. Um, but that's that's been driving me a little bit nutty. And so I've kind of... I get it. I've realized <laughs> once more just how much I despise podcast editing.
0: I see. It's funny. It's reinforced your uh, your opposition to it. Yes, correct. I, yeah. yep, yep. Great. <laughs> um, it's funny because um, I remember... As uh, Connor, you and I started uh, Dune Dudes, and as uh, you know, the three of us went through our first iteration of Chapter Chumps, Hitchhikers, as you know, I've, I've listened to all those episodes. Um, and it's, it's not just because um, I'm an egomaniac, and I like the sound of my own voice. It's not not that, I'm just saying it's not just because of that. Um, because I, I, re- I remember in the beginning listening to like all my little vocal quirks, And also, like, being in complete agony, being like, this is horrible. Um, But two things happened. One, there's certain um, aspects of, like, my manner of speaking that I've come to just accept. I'm like, that's just the way that I sound. And two, Mm -hmm. I actually feel like as I've listened to myself back on the podcast... I have changed things in very minute ways uh, because I have listened to myself over time so much, where it's like, oh yeah, I don't like that I do that, and I am just literally never gonna do that again. Um, I don't even know what they are anymore because, yeah. as far as I know, I I don't do them. Um,
2: yeah, but if I think if I went point.
0: back to like Dune dudes episode one, I think I would be like just trembling with <laughs> you know with with embarrassment. Um, of course, you know, nothing that we do or say on these podcasts nowadays isn't, oh, no, you know, it's all, it's all,
2: it's all very professional. It's all
0: great, you know, but, uh, but, but back I then, mean, yeesh, you know, it's like, yikes.
2: Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, cause, cause this is the, it's, it's the first episode of a new podcast. Um, I, I mean, I'm, I'm intimately familiar with, with my mannerisms and my quirks and stuff, everything I love and hate. Um, there's there's two things that I I don't like about re-listening. One is that in the moment, when I'm recording it and talking and like after everything I do that I don't like, I'm already like fuck, like stop. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm like already in my head about like why are you why are you doing this? Yeah. Why are why are you using that phrase or whatever? Um. So just having to hear it again is like just very annoying. Um, and then two, in an attempt to, you know, speed up the process, as I said, I, I was listening to the show back at 25% faster of a speed. And I, I, I just kept on feeling like I sounded like Ben Shapiro. Because my oh, voice was so dude. high and I was talking so fast.
0: Well, I, I that's like, not on you. That's well, yeah. I know. That's that's the speeding up of your voice, I know. man.
2: I know, but it was like it was just very annoying. So um, yeah, I yeah, I'm, I'm gonna work towards <laughs> less editing with with this new podcast too. But it's just yeah, it has to happen um, that's for rough, the beginning buddy. of it. So, but yeah, that that's that's it. Everything else is the same amount of shitty, you know.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no more or less shitty than usual, just exactly. the ex- the acceptable amount. Um, not, I mean, not,
2: I wouldn't even say acceptable, but the livable amount.
0: Yeah, the, it, it's kind of like what we were talking about at the beginning. It's like, just, you know, good enough, you know? Yes,
2: yeah, good enough to get by.
0: Good enough to not just, like, blow your brains out, you know? Yeah. You're, exactly. You know? Um, why not? It's not worse than that, so... It's kind of funny. You mentioned Ben Shapiro. Have you noticed... I feel like I'm sure you have because, you know, we all... We mostly look at a lot of the same stuff on Twitter. Um, but, like, as the... Um, I guess, like, AI technology just, like, continues to advance at a alarmingly rapid pace, you know. People are just, like, making ads or videos, just completely deep faking Joe Rogan and... I watched this thing where it was a uh, Joe Rogan and um, and Ben Shapiro having a conversation and it, it wasn't made to look real it you know it it was obviously
2: stills that they just kind of like yes
0: yes 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 but their voices right but their voices were exactly right and that's that's what was so funny about it um and it's just crazy that like you know like we literally watch this technology just get better and better right before our eyes like week after week it improves you know and 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 by people viewing it too like it, it creates that cycle of of uh, the interaction itself, like literally, improves it. Like it, 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 it gets better because so yes. many people engage with it. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and it, it's just, it's it's one of those things. Like, so often we just find ourselves at the the cross section of the mundane and the freaky. And it's like you know, you scroll through, not even thinking about it half the time. But it's like, mm-hmm. you know, we we kind of are in, in these like very small, uh you know indeterminate separated kinds of ways like creating this this thing that talks back to us and um it's it's strange to hear what it what it ultimately becomes and and what we make of it and and how we interact with it and and what people are gonna do with it you know it's like it's really really fucked up that you know Already, you know, people are are dealing with uh, deep fake videos. Uh, you know, not not to like really get into it, but like you know, people are already having like videos of like porn made of themselves. Yeah, and it's like
2: there was a big like
0: like shit shit like that there was is a big you know
2: controversy the other week.
0: I don't right like I don't want to want to harp on it necessarily here because I, I do want to talk about the book, but like it's just there. There is no place that. People won't go, you know, if if given that allowance, if yeah. given that that technology, yeah. and um, it's it's just so strange to see it like reflected back at us, in, in like a, a million infinite different ways. Like you know, even just seeing like Joe Rogan and and Ben Shapiro talk about Ratatouille, like I did like a couple hours ago, it's like ha ha ha, that's funny, but it's like no it's not I mean the video is funny but like the thing that it is and the thing that it could be is like really alarming yeah Um, I don't like it I don't like the world that we live in most of the time it's pretty kind
2: of we're kind of heading into a wild west period with this new technology where you know there's really not not fully enforced or enforceable like regulations and laws and like a lot of people are going to do a lot of things that are like really fucked up and um regardless of of the law like where it's it's going to be a world where like we 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 can't um tell you know reality uh reality um apart from you know v- virtual reality or or yeah. uh, AI and so it's it's um yeah it's it's uncharted territory and I think yeah absolutely I think even with the regulation and and laws on the books it's I mean there's only so much you can do Uh, yeah
0: I mean how do you how do you stop that like there eventually there will have to be some kind of reverse engineering process where where you will be able to determine if a video that looks flawlessly real you know, ha- has been deep faked. because, like, people love to zoom in on pictures, and, you know, they'll have, like, seven fingers on one hand, and it's like, ha ha ha, you stupid fucking idiot, but, like, you know, obviously, th- these are just um, stepping stones, they're just wrinkles, I mean, eventually, we will be producing like literally perfect images like you can make anything you you can make whatever yeah. the fuck you want yeah. and it'll look perfectly real and there will have to be some sort of system in place to um, to be able to take uh, essentially real looking image next to a, a photograph or a video of actual reality and be like there has to be a way to de- to determine the difference but until you know that point um, there probably will be a very, very strange and difficult transition period that that really will damage so many people. Um, yep, yep. It's
1: uh, and I mean, it's, you know, it's, I, I
0: wish it was just Ben Shapiro and Joe Rogan talking about Ratatouille. Like that'd be great, but
2: it's it's crazy for us too because like we, I mean, we've lived our whole almost our whole lives on the internet, you know. From a very young age, you know, we've been on the internet, we've been, there's pictures and videos of us scattered throughout, just, just everywhere, you know, on the web. And like, undoubtedly, AI systems like have our data, our image and our voices and our, you know, whatever. Um so it's, it's, it's just weird. Um, Cause like, you know, that goes back to what you were saying, how, you know, we, we, we like indirectly power it, you know, it's like we, we are part of it. It's, it's using all of us just like it's using, you know, real artists to train itself um, on like AI art. Like, you know, it's using real humans to, to create fake ones. It's yeah, just, it's, it's it's a very messy thing. It's, uh, you know, yeah. and, and a lot of people are going to be very against it. And like morally, I don't, I mean, it's, it's a totally gray area. Like, obviously there's good things you can do with it and there's bad things you can do with it. But like, it's going to be very, very divisive. Um, it, it, it yeah. already is, but, um, I, I, we just have to find a good way to, to establish like consent. I think that's the yeah. biggest the biggest hurdle and i'm not sure if that'll be ever totally possible
0: right. no because it i mean like okay we really will get to the book but like the thing is it's too late isn't it it's like yes the ai that that is in place already has been made without consent and like you said it's built on the backs of of people and artists that never gave consent but it exists nonetheless mm-hmm. it's it's never going to not exist now it you know it's here yeah um there, there, is no, there is no consent that, like, can exist from it. Really, you know. Um, maybe going forward, at some point, as it, as it advances to, like, some kind of, like, perfection, there will have to be something in place to be like, okay, like, this is maybe too much. But um, at this point, you know, people are like, yeah, it's just, like, a funny little thing. And it's like, yeah, but, like, it, it really is built off of stealing, yeah. You know, stealing likenesses and and stealing art and stealing work. Um, you know, I, th- that's what's what's so frustrating. I I hate looking at the posts where people are like, "This is democratized art." It's like now, even me, <laughs> who has no talent and has never tried to ever do anything creative in his life, can also make art. And it's like, you're just the worst. It's, I would fucking throw you into a volcano if I had the chance. You, yeah. you absolute fuck. You know, it's just just pick up a goddamn pencil and draw something. Mm-hmm. You fucking worm. God. Uh, so it, whatever.
2: Yeah. It's it's just it, creatively bankrupt, really.
0: Is, People just want like cheat codes to yeah. to like be uh you know creating just lifelike images. I don't know, man. Whatever. Whatever. Um the The fact is like I, I think I think also if we're gonna if we're gonna look at this from a pros and cons perspective and bring it all back home before we really get into our book discussion here i I, I kind of feel like um i hope I hope that what this does in some ways because it feels like it's kind of the sense that we get from our conversation is that as we see this group of people that kind of of champions this you know this theft um to to like pervert it and to spit it out back at us you know we kind of realize more even like the value of I don't want to be so high and mighty as to say true art you know but but like you know something that, that people make with their fucking hands and their soul you know um, something that really comes from a person something that's not an algorithm you know something that's that's messy and, and stupid and has mistakes in it and shit you know um it's like i i I do think i do think it will i i hope i hope it will give us cause to to look at the things that we make and and the things that we say like hey like this is kind of what makes us like human and important in, in in some way you know um to say like we're not just gonna delegate our creativity to a machine you know, we're not just gonna give up that part of ourselves even though we could, you know The sick part is is that there's a choice That people really can say like we're gonna delegate art To something else and like that's like fucked. That's fucked up But like that's a real decision that we're being made to grapple with People don't really want to do it like it, there wasn't any consent to that We weren't asked if we wanted to to answer that question, but now we have to and it's like I really hope enough people are like you know this is not the way that things should be made it's not like you said it's not that there's like no beneficial nature to this technology but but the fact that like the things that it produces is is from the reality that people have created you know is is messed up absolutely so there we have it
2: well said well i mean just until we get to our butlerian jihad
0: Okay. Dude, uh, yeah, I mean, every day, just like Dune, becomes more and more relevant. N- that's why it's it's like every every fucking day, Dune becomes more relevant.
2: It's a history book. That's all it is. It's a future history book.
0: <sighs> all right, let's talk about our like our. Uh, I, it's it's funny because Dune's the future history book. And within, like the canon of uh, Lord of the Rings, like this this series is sort of a, it's like a true history book. It's like a past that was lost that readers can unearth. It's something that's like beyond history. It's prehistory. It's uh, it's like true history. You know, way, I mean, way, that's... way before. But but Tolkien also weaves his stories into our reality. Um, we don't get that in The Hobbit. And it, but but my understanding is that that's that's his case too. Like that's what that foreword is at the beginning, talking about the language of the books and this and that. Um, that the Hobbit and the Lord of the Rings is meant to be taken as something like part of our reality and not separate from it.
1: I mean, this can't be a, an actual history of Middle Earth though, because it's not formatted as a song.
0: <laughs> <Great point. laughs> yeah. The whole thing needs to be a uh, sorry. need to lighten it up after that very heavy conversation. Uh, yeah, not no. Well, I, I guess I had more to say than I thought I would, but that's that's where it went. <laughs> We're done with pros and cons. We'll put the timestamps in. They'll be in there. Yeah, you eventually, don't have to they will out. be in there. You don't have to listen to this if you don't want to. About um, fifty minutes. Criminy football head. Are you fucking serious? About fifty <laughs> minutes. I'm looking at my backup timer
1: has us at 52 minutes and I started a little bit before Connor did so all right yeah Yeah, we're at
2: 51 minutes
0: all right let's talk about the Hobbit Um,
1: Friday we don't I don't have anywhere to go
0: (laughs) (laughs) chapter 13 um, not at home which was originally going to be one of the titles of the the Spider-Man movies from Marvel, but um, <laughs> they they realized that Tolkien already had 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 dibs on that one, as it were. Um, so they had to go with No Way Home, but not at home. Um, this very chapter, of it. yeah, you know they didn't have to do that. They they could have gobbled it up and consumed it and and shat it out into a, a dark reflection, but. Um, yeah, you know it's sometimes you you gotta you gotta give even the goblins credit where credit is due. Um, chapter thirteen, pretty much uh, the dwarves and Bilbo, you know where we left off. Smaug um, destroyed their their only exit to the outside. Uh, so that magic door was ruined. So they're just sitting in like this dark tunnel that b- leads only to to uh, the dragon's lair. And Bilbo's already been there twice and has been like, "Wow, that's like fucking. That sucks. Like, let's not do that." So they just sit in the tunnel for like a couple days, like two days or something.
1: Yeah, we and then it eventually, right? We, we later, it's two days, but they have no idea how much time is passing.
0: Yeah. Um, eventually, they're like, well, if we sit here, we're going to die anyways. Like, we this is not a solution. They don't hear or see anything. So they're like, okay, Bilbo, you go check it out. We'll wait here. So Bilbo, being the, the badass mofo that he has become, uh, ventures, ventures out um, and... He's like, hey, yeah, you know, seems, seems okay. I think they, I don't know, something happens. I think maybe they go down as a group actually, but, but Bilbo truly ventures out into like the treasure horde. Yeah. He goes first
2: and then, and and then he's like, it's definitely clear. Then the rest of them come. Then he goes even farther.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, Right. Because they follow the, they follow him down the tunnel to the treasure room and then he ventures into the treasure room um, just to prove that uh, Smaug still isn't back yet. And then they start, they, the others start to trickle out and they start looking for, start looking at the treasure. And like Connor said, he, the Bilbo ventures a little further into the tunnels and then they uh, work their
0: way up. Right. Right. That is, it is important that Bilbo goes first because um, he, he finds the Arkenstone um, and discreetly pockets, pockets it. it for himself. Puts it in his pockets. Yeah, his Pockets. <laughs>
2: Sounds like he's under the influence of a certain ring. Uh,
0: yeah, maybe. It's interesting because I, I feel like my understanding, not to say like, hey, this is how it is, but I think like if it were really the ring, I don't even think he'd give a shit about the Arkenstone. It's like once the ring has you, it's like there's only the ring. Mm. Um, yeah, but
1: as we're
0: we're only here at the Hobbit, so who's yeah. The dead?
1: As as I recall from the mo- the the Peter Jackson adaptation of this part, um, the Arkad Stone was what was causing this, with potentially some hint of dragon magic going on. Yeah, so.
2: So you think Bilbo is uh, think is, we'll is immune him. to the Ring's power?
1: <laughs> I'm asking the hard question. Well, it here. turns him invisible, so he's not immune to that bit of power. I don't know what else you're talking about. <laughs> All
0: yeah, I'm right. sure. Sure you don't. We we will almost definitely, certainly, definitely have more to say about the Ring and and Bilbo's possession of it. Um, Nah,
1: the ring doesn't get mentioned after this book
0: (laughs) Yeah, Lord of the Arkenstones Um, (laughs) But it, it is kind of funny reading through this book And being like, hey, should this happen? Should that happen? The fact is, I think there's just not enough context I think it's possible that the way the ring works In quotes, in The Hobbit Just could be different from the way it works In The Lord of the Rings for some reason that we are not aware of, um, I'm really not sure.
1: Hey, I I accidentally bumped my microphone. Do I still sound okay? Yeah, you sound good. Okay, just making sure nothing changed.
0: Um, but uh, but yeah. So, Bilbo takes the Arkenstone. There's a line there where Bilbo's like he knows he shouldn't take it. This could maybe be a problem in the future, but like he wants it. It looks really cool. Yeah,
1: um, pretty rock.
0: Yes. Yeah. This I mean, why this, not?
1: This is worth all the treasure I was promised.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Literally, right? He's like, he doesn't matter if he gets anything else. Um. But yes, it. He he's definitely aware in the moment that this is like off the table, but he's just gonna take it anyways. Um. We even find like. As Thorne and the rest of the group come through, we see like Thorne's looking for the Arkenstone, doesn't see it, but like we know he's searching for it. Yep. Um, um There uh, there was something here too that I wanted to mention on page 219. Well, I guess just to, to finish the summary, Josh was mentioning this too, but okay, like yeah, Bilbo goes out into the treasure room, gets the Arkenstone. Rest of the dwarves come. Um, Thorin leads uh, the group through the rest of the palace. He's like, hey, I remember this shit. Like, for the first time, Thorin actually does something and, and leads people <laughs> and is able to be actually useful. Um, so that was cool. And then they kind of get out into the open. They still don't see Smaug. And Balin. ballin um, is like yeah well there's a watchtower on this side of the mountain let's go there we can kind of regroup and hopefully if Smog comes back we'll be fine they make it there that's where our chapter ends so most of this is like you get this sense of like hesitancy in their progress like they know they can't stay in the same place but they have to journey outwards by necessity and they do it like inch by inch until they make it to the treasure room, and then like their greed kind of pulls them through it. And then eventually Bilbo is the one who's like, hey, like we should probably not stay here, because if Smaug comes back, everyone's going to die. And they're like, yeah, you're right, you're right. And then that's when they kind of get their wits about them, and they continue through, and they make it to the watchtower. Um, most of this is really just the group going to a better, a safer place while Smaug is elsewhere and we find out what that elsewhere is in the next chapter which is pretty interesting
1: like you said they're going somewhere safer you know the dragon's lair
0: (laughs) (laughs) a place where the dragon sleeps yes that's safer than the collapsed tunnel (laughs) um but i i i think i'll start with some of my notes here if you don't mind because
1: i only have two really quick ones so go ahead
0: yeah i don't have a lot either but um I'll be interested to see if our notes uh, align here. But on page 219 of my copy, um, there's this line here as um, Bilbo is given this suit of armor. It says, With that, he put on Bilbo a small coat of mail, wrought for some young elf prince long ago. It was of silver steel, which the elves call Mithril, And with it, it went a belt of pearls and crystals. And I read that, and I saw Mithril in italics. And I thought to myself, holy shit, did Tolkien invent Mithril? And then I immediately looked it up, and he did. Interesting. He invented Mithril. (laughs) Um I feel like Josh, that might come as a shock to you, Connor. I don't think I, that'll really mean much, but hey,
2: what the fuck is that?
0: So <laughs> I, uh, I remember
1: thinking that exact same bit when I was reading that part, like exact same thought process you went through. Yeah, uh, but I didn't write—I didn't write a note this time. Uh, I'm not sure why. I didn't bother to look it up either because I assumed it was either. Okay, this is either. A Tolkienism that's bled into the rest of the fantasy fantasy genre, or it's something that already existed and Tolkien just elevated it. Yeah. Uh which seems to be the uh the entire point of the Hobbit and the Lord of the Rings to the uh to the fantasy genre. Yeah. So but yeah, uh Mithril is like to explain for Connor, it, it's like super lightweight super impenetrable metal that's for armor so like mithril armors in D&D would like make you immune to crits stuff like that yeah it's basically magic steel very cool yeah and the
0: thing is I like that
1: Josh mentioned D&D
0: um because like I you know I think as you guys know Um, I'm a big Final Fantasy fan. I've played through a lot of them. Mm -hmm. And even in the first game, the very first fucking game, there's Mithril Armor you can buy. And it's at an (laughs) Elven shop. And, uh, like, I guess it's just crazy because the thing is, is I always knew that the original Final (laughs) Fantasy game, and by proxy, the series, in a sense... Was built off of D and D. Like th- that's always been true. There, there are enemies ripped straight from the pages of the Monster Manual. You can fight mind flayers uh, in Final Fantasy One. Um, oh
1: shit! Yeah, I did not know that.
0: Yeah, no. I mean, like fi- Final Fantasy One is essentially like just a D and D campaign. It really is. There's like oh. practically no story. You just build your class. Anyways, I'm not going to get lost in the weeds there. But um, but I've always associated Mithril with Final Fantasy. But I've always known that it came from D&D. But it turns out that D&D got it from Tolkien. Tolkien oh, yeah. fucking made Mithril. And uh, that's just, like, really crazy because, like, the, the huge, broad brushstrokes is like, yeah, D&D, Final Fantasy, like massive pillars of modern-day uh, fantasy fiction as well. But, like, mithril is in everything. I can't even tell you all the things I've seen the word mithril crop up in. The fact that Tolkien made it is just, like, I, mind-blowing to me. Mind-blowing. Yep. <laughs> um, that was, like, really cool. I, I've seen not, it a lot. I hope I'm not conflating
1: Mithril and Adamantine or something in D&D. It's been
0: a while since so was anything other than like... No, no, I mean, you'll you'll definitely find it in D&D. Yeah. You're right to say that, Josh. Okay. Absolutely. Um, so anyways, I, I wanted to mention that because it was just cool. It was just cool. I saw it. I was like... It is cool, yeah. I was, I was like, really? Like us. <laughs> um, and then I, I just I had to put the book down and, and look it up. And you know, sure enough, there's like a whole bunch of other people asking the same question. You know, it's like, I literally clicked on like a Reddit post that was like, did Tolkien make Mithril? And it's like, yes. Yes, he did. There's like a thousand people that are like, yeah, isn't that nuts? He did that. And You're it's not like, yeah, alone. that is fucking nuts. Because like, it's such a. a Seemingly just, like, ubiquitous, almost taken-for-granted fantasy term for, like, yeah, that's, like, badass fantasy metal. Well, guess what? (laughs) That was invented in 1937 by one guy. So, um... I just wanted to mention that. That was really cool. Yep. Um... And then my only other note that I wanted to say here, we kind of touched on it, but um, I thought it was interesting that it's Thorin and Balin. Oh,
1: Oh, sorry, I just pulled up the Wikipedia on Mithril. Yeah. And it's exactly as you said, a fictional metal found in J.R.R. Tolkien's Middle-Earth writings. It appears in many derivative fantasy works by later authors. It is described as resembling silver, but being stronger and lighter than steel. Tolkien first wrote of it in The Lord of the Rings, and it was retrospectively mentioned in the third revised edition of The Hobbit in 1966. Uh-huh. In the first 1937 edition, the male shirt given to Bilbo Baggins is described as being made of silvered steel.
0: That is interesting, because we have talked about changes that were made to The Hobbit, especially yep. given after the publication of Lord of the Rings and the, like, blown up importance of the ring that Bilbo gets in this book I've heard some of the biggest changes come from chapter 5 riddles in the dark um, but that that's another cool uh, thing to add on to here so yeah imagine I don't know it, it almost it's one of those things where it's like a lot of times I think time has a lot to do with this the passing of time I just mentioned Final Fantasy I just want to give a quick example. But, like, I I wanted to go back and play through, like, the older games, and when I got to Final Fantasy III, there's not an official um, English translation of that, of of the NES game. Um, The only English Final Fantasy III game you can play is the DS Complete Remake, and then they did the Pixel Perfect Remaster very recently, but whatever. Um... But I wanted to like play the game. I wanted to play like the game the way it was, you know. So I emulated uh, Final Fantasy III, and then I got a fan made like translation. But all that's to say is like, a lot of times I consider like the original release of something like that's what the author did. That's what it is, you know. But with this, I don't. I don't feel like oh yeah. I need to go back and reread like the original publication of The Hobbit, like. It's funny because I feel like being a Star Wars fan too, Josh, it's like so much of our knowledge of the original movies and how they were changed, kind of like colors, our perception of Star Wars and the way we like interact with the canon. And yet we're like coming to Tolkien as if like the special editions are the originals, you know, like we don't really know. What the original publication was. <laughs> all the people who were like, not my Tolkien, like they're dead. You know, like all the people who were like, you can't change The Hobbit, they've been dead for a while now. Um, so it's kind of funny to like just read, you know, just like the accepted version of The Hobbit in 2023. And it's like, yeah, well, Tolkien changed a bunch of shit, but uh, whatever, you know. It's <laughs> because like how I'm not Star that Wars way with. Be. But yes, eventually, yeah. yes, eventually it will be. I'll be that stupid guy that I'm joking about is dead because mm-hmm. I'll be dead. Yeah. Um. And, you know, I'll I'll be like, oh, whatever, you know. But but the, that's kind of the thing. It's like either you live through the transition or you you accept uh, the the newer thing as is. Like it doesn't get to be anything else. Um. It's kind of funny to come into the Hobbit and into the Lord of the Rings books as. That's just what they are. Like, they're not going to be changed anymore, presumably because Tolkien is also one of those dead guys. Um, <laughs> Let's look up but, some, uh, some
2: criticism of its time. See if we that can might find be... anyone bitching about the changes, made.
0: I Connor, I promise you someone in like 1951 was like, Oh, what the fuck? They're posting <laughs> their fucking like nerdy little fantasy zine. You yeah, know, from, yeah. From a little fucking, you know, you know, That'd their little big... cobblestone alleyway, or you know, whatever the shit, <laughs> wherever they lived in 1951. Yeah, <laughs> in their thatched roof cottages, you know, eating their gruel—it's all they had in 1951. It's true. And then it's in 1952, true. society was born. So that's an interesting yeah. fact for you. <laughs> um,
2: that's when George I think Washington I went changed around. it all. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think I went off on a bit of a tangent there, but a little bit. but but really the idea is like, hey, isn't it crazy that Tolkien went back and like reworked his his own his own uh, creation, and yet you know people, and when I say people, I actually only mean George Lucas, get like torn apart for this, just completely massacred, and yet it's like. I- there, there is a like almost a, a tradition for this. There, there, there is a blueprint for it. You know. To be
1: fair, though, I think the changes we've noticed in the Hobbit aren't super. Um, aren't like super story changing. They don't affect the flow of the book and how it reads. I mean, if if you hadn't brought any of this up, I would never have noticed this wasn't like an edited, like, a, a changed version of The Hobbit from what was
0: published in 1937. Um, well, it, right, and similarly, Josh, if you only if, ever watched the special edition of Return of the Jedi, you would go, oh, yeah, they just, like, play this song in Jabba's palace for six minutes. That's just what the movie yeah, is.
1: Right, well, but that does break up the flow of the movie, and But you is, wouldn't know that. But you wouldn't that feel- know that.
0: Because you wouldn't have seen, I I guess my point is, if you're only ever presented as the changed thing, as its original form, you have nothing to compare it to. I think the problem with Star Wars, I'm not saying the changes are good, by the way, I agree, I don't like them, for the most part. Actually, some changes are good, that's a whole other debate. I think we'll talk about that when we read through on. But... But the fact is that, like, we are coming to these Tolkien books on their own terms, with with only being aware of the changes in in hindsight.
1: Right, and I uh, what I'm trying to say is I don't think the changes in The Hobbit are on the same level as the ones in, say, Star Wars. I I think the I think you're trying to compare two different levels of changes, and it it your point of if you grow up with the changes, you're not going to care. it is, is perfectly valid. I, I totally agree with that, but I'm, I think it wasn't as noticeable in printed media with the Hobbit, and there's not they're not as drastic of changes. Like I, I, it even says here, it still says that it the, this mail given to Bilbo was of silver steel. It was of silver steel, uh, which the elves called mithril. And it like it's literally adding like a third of a sentence. Whereas Star Wars, it's like, yeah, we're going to insert a a previously deleted scene with crappy CGI. That's why people.
0: (laughs) Yeah, we're going to we're
1: going to shift Han's head onto his shoulder to make it look like he's dodging a laser bolt.
0: (laughs) You're right.
1: (laughs) I I think that's where the the complaints the Star Wars edits come from. And things like, oh, the the boxes around the Tie Fighters are gone because they have better. Uh, cropping technology that yeah. no one talks about that
0: yeah so no I, I agree it is kind of all it is a little funny i don't want to get like too lost in this conversation either but like yeah. it, it would be kind of funny to think about like you, the you know how much is the impact of a change in like printed media with a book versus visual media with a movie you know it's hey. like
1: you might see something with that in, like, the comic books when they just reboot. I, 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 clearly, a reboot's different from uh, an edit to a previously published story. But you'd get that – you'd see that level of of, of a, a drastic change in how people react to it in that, that media. Uh, but off the top of my head, I can't think of anyone complaining, like, oh, the – the 1974 version of this book is way better than the 1924 version.
0: you yes. the other way around. Like they yeah, they, no, ruined, no. It, they I, ruined it in the edit. Right. And I, I guess my last thing is like, I agree. I just wonder if the fact that you don't hear about it doesn't mean that people didn't say it. You know? Or, and, and that's the other part.
1: We, we were talking about this earlier. We live in the age of the internet where those very those minor voices get amplified so much it just becomes its own meme like i probably wouldn't have been able to list off those fucking star wars edits if it wasn't for the internet just blasting it all over the place it's like top five changes in star Mm. wars which as someone who's dabbled in uh uh cgi stuff before it's it's interesting on a technical level like i could see why they tried to make some of these changes But some of them just, yeah, that could have been left out. Needed more editing. Yeah.
2: All right, guys. I got to pee. So let's take a quick two-minute break, and then we'll just uh, bang the rest out.
1: Yeah. Okay. Sweet. I'm going to leave my recording going, you know.
0: (sighs) Okay.
2: So from whiskey to yingling.
0: That's right. Uh, liquor before beer, never fear. That's what they say. Um drink, so I can't fact check that. I mean the 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 fact is you might <laughs> have have a birthday hangover. Whatever order you do, you know, um, you can always fuck it up. But um, so I just wanna the, the last the last thing I was gonna say. About this chapter. Yes, about this chapter. My only other note um, was that it was interesting that it's Thorin and Balin leading the way around. You know, Thorin kind of leads the group out through and out of, like, the palace itself. And then Balin, once they're outside of the the gates, takes them to the, like, watch tower, the, the watcher's yep. area. Um, and last episode, we were like, how old... Are these dwarves in particular? And you yeah. know, I, I thought it was interesting that um like we kind of get to see their I guess their their knowledge and their experience in action. Like it's very clear that the reason they're the ones showing the other dwarves and and Bilbo around is because there's the they're the only ones who have experience of actually being here.
2: Yeah, this mm-hmm. this makes their age more believable.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so I I liked that Tolkien included that and made it very explicit that it is only Thorin and Balin who are taking the reins at this point and guiding the rest of the party right. through through the area. Yeah, those are just kind of ooh, shiny harps. Yeah, right. They exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yes, they got no clue. They're too young, you know. Yeah.
1: So. Or too fat. Mm.
0: <laughs> yes, in Bomber's case, yeah, just too, too fat. That. Too 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 fat. Yeah, too young and too fat. Um,
1: yeah. So I, I actually have two separate notes from what you mentioned. I I, I I said I I went through the same thought process on the myth roll, but never wrote it down. Um, but at the beginning of the chapter, I wanted to. I, I made a note of how very bold Mister Baggins was for just uh shouting to uh shouting at Smug to uh, stop playing hide and seek. Give me a light, and then eat me if you can catch me. Yeah. True. Uh, though to be fair, that's after a moment of pure silence where he couldn't bear it any longer. <laughs> but it was still a very bold thing to say, in my opinion. Yeah. And then my second notes all at the other end of the chapter, on um, the last page, and it's more about the history of the dwarves. We find out it's when they arrive at the. Uh, um. at at the watch tower thing that's built into the side of the mountain. And Valen says, uh, they used to always keep watchmen. The doors behind, uh, leads to a rock chamber. Uh, there were several places like it around the mountain. Uh, but there seems small need for watching in the days of our prosperity and the guards uh, were made over comfortable, perhaps. Uh, otherwise we might have had longer warning of the coming of the dragon and things might've been different. um, so it is possible I misread that before because um, I wrote long known of the coming of the dragon. <laughs> so I may be blowing up my own note here as I'm re- rereading it, but uh, they knew the dragon was coming. They they didn't have a lookout that faced north in this particular position. It's possible it was from another direction, but um, the guards were made over comfortable. Uh, at this point, Thorin is obsessed with the Arkenstone. Yeah, sleeping um, on the job, and I, I think this just is evidence that points to the dragon came because the dwarves got too lazy and in, uh, in their prosperity, and that just kind of drew the dragon to them. They they let yeah. their guard down. I, I don't Very know. It feels
2: similar to. Uh the fremen and another worm i can think of
0: <laughs> you are like all about this worm thing i'm, I'm going to be right? so stupid sh- we...
2: connor they got lazy and what what happens
0: never mind yeah uh, josh when you said the tower didn't point north i was like oh is it like it only look- north or dwarvish north i think it's map north <laughs> Yeah, but it's
1: but it. the reason I pointed out is because they look left, right. And I'm sorry, left, right, east, west and south. And the, the door is to the north, which presumably the mountain is in the way. So you can't view north. Yeah, um, but there are places around the mountain. So I that probably that point's probably um, kind of moot, but it's still like, well, you should have built a better watchtower, I guess, that looked in all four directions. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, like you said, you know, Balin says uh, it's like we, they were too complacent. Yeah. Know. So
1: there's meant to be a better note. I I kind of blew it up in my face as I was uh, rereading that passage. <laughs> so let's move on. They did spot something when they were there, though. They spotted a bunch of birds off to the south. Yeah, right, south.
0: Did you, well, somewhere the south, there was. Dwarf on south a dragon, bird. but there was a gathering Dwarf, of very
1: sorry. many birds to the south. Yes,
0: yeah, right. there's there's a clear like disturbance. Um, seems unnatural. yeah.
2: what could those birds be up to?
0: I don't know. I thought it was a good note, Josh, because those um, chickens are up to something. it shows it it shows that, like, yeah, they built one watchtower, but like, like you said, like they could have done more. It's sort of like with the Titanic, where it's like, yeah, like there's. It's not that there aren't any lifeboats; they had lifeboats, right? They just didn't anticipate actually needing all of them, you know. Um, so it's it's like the, the the old hubris thing, and we we see that in in the way the the dwarves prepared. The thing is, is like I kind of question Balin. You know, he's like, oh, you know, maybe if we were if we were better prepared it would have been different it's like would it have been but I mean I guess to his point we kind of see that yes uh, preparation is really key because that's what the entire next chapter is about when a dragon <laughs> comes to kill you so very true I guess maybe he's right they
2: I guess it, it really from, could have
0: meant the they, entire difference
2: they've learned yeah. from the other's mistakes
1: yeah we would have prevented four entire books from having they written
2: hmm
0: Maybe so. <laughs> um or just three other or four other very different books being written. But uh But yeah, um Connor, is there anything you want to like weigh in on this chapter here or you you feel like no, you're happy no, with it? No, no, I'm good.
2: I mean, it it was a good chapter. That's all I got to say. Yeah.
0: So you, you listened to the audiobook again this week?
2: No, no, no. I, I, I read both chapters today at work.
0: Damn, both today.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: You had
1: so much extra time, you still waited until today to read.
2: Um,
1: no comment.
0: I mean, I, I finished reading today, too. I read uh, the 14th chapter today, and I read the 13th chapter yesterday. I, so,
1: am I the only one here who consistently reads days ahead of bef- of the podcast? To yes, make sure. You are. I've got time. Of course.
0: Yes, you are. You I read are, on gosh. Sunday. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, that's that's not really that ahead either. That's only two days prior to when we typically. Discuss it's better it. than. It's better than two hours. <laughs> just saying, Josh, you know. It's not like I'm delaying
1: the podcast because I need to finish the last three hey, pages. Hey, I hey, hey. I got my, that's why I write everything down. Sticky notes, so I remember my notes. Hey, I'm we... only
0: late because Nova needs to go out. Neither Connor nor I, have, well, I delayed, have delayed the podcast due to needing to still read. That hasn't happened yet, to our credit. Because when Connor and I were the only ones in charge of making sure we did our reading I'm talking about we, like the 10 we, 15 minute things I, I'm, I'm just saying, Josh, I'm just saying We rescheduled days You know, days, yes. you know, sometimes it's like you just skip the whole week you know, this is, we're actually really, I- I'm proud of me and Connor. We're really on top of things, given how we were in the, I mean, would you agree, Connor? I feel like we're doing pretty good.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the thing about Dune Dudes is that we always got it done, you know? I mean, it was even very rare that we would take a week off, but um, we've been way more consistent with with The Hobbit and Hitchhikers.
1: Yeah. So <laughs> and- what you're saying is that you're doing better, but you're not
0: doing your best. Mm-hmm. so we could be doing better till our better is our best
2: I just believe that you know the next time we fuck up we'll we'll just build back better but until then
0: alright let's talk about chapter 14 um this one what was this called fire and water yep I have so many more notes than this and a lot of them are just snarky comments (laughs) Um, so this chapter, I like the beginning of it. Now, if you wish, like the dwarves, to hear news of Smaug, you must go back again to the evening when he smashed the door and flew off in rage two days before. Because we've kind of talked about, um, Tolkien's whole, like, narratorship and the the way that he kind of writes of himself telling the story. Outside of the story, which of course is what a narrator is. It's not to overexplain it. That's just what a narrator is um, But like the the familiarity with which he writes Feels very reminiscent of hitchhikers since we're hot off the heels of reading it um, So it's hard not to compare the two when we get like an opening like this or a little paragraph like this saying it's like hey if you the reader are curious, much like the characters in the story, well, then I, the storyteller, am going to fill you in. And it's like, oh, in a lot of stories, you wouldn't even acknowledge that. But uh, cool. Thank you. I saw that, Josh. it stuck in the door <laughs> yeah. in the wall. That was yeah. pretty funny.
1: <laughs> I think there's a splinter on the door. Yeah. Uh, for those wondering what's going on, Nova keeps bringing little, some of her rope toys to me to just throw back out the room so she can chase them but she keeps, like, nibbling at them on the chair so I can't get to them to throw them for a good couple of minutes while Connor's talking.
0: Yeah, when Josh threw it, it, it got wedged between his open door and the wall. It no, was... no,
1: it was, a, a, like, one of the frayed yarns, like, caught on a splinter oh, on the edge stuck. of the door. It oh, was, Yeah, stuck to the door itself.
2: I think it's, it's a fun bit every episode that it's a new thing that Josh is playing with that we... <laughs>
1: you know, bring up. Yeah. Because where's Josh's ADHD taking him this week?
0: Yeah. It maybe uh in this, this portion. Fair, this this is section, Nova. Well this is Nova doing it. Is it it feels like you're you're kind of enabling her, Josh. Um I'd say this is better of, than her going off and de- eating the couch. This, this is me saving of, my furniture. Instead of what thingamajig is Josh playing with, with this portion is going to be called Thingamajosh, <laughs> where, where <laughs> we we figure out what what is Josh preoccupied with this time. I like it. I got the headphones in though, so that keeps me
1: kind of focused on the conversation.
0: <laughs> All right, so chapter fourteen. Um, this was a pretty crazy chapter. I. Wasn't expecting what happens in it no, to happen.
2: It was shocking.
0: Um but um oh, no. so essentially Smog we know makes his way to Lake Town because he's so pissed that he's like, Well, I'm just gonna kill everyone. And I know that they helped the whoever the fuck is in my mountain, so they're all gonna die. And at first, he's having a grand old time. He's he's having more fun than he's had in like you know decades, probably centuries, even. Who knows? Um, decades. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, Josh. We we, we do know. <laughs> we, we looked up how old the dwarves are. We know how old, how long it's been. It's been about. Yeah. Years. I, I, don't, I don't. I don't really trust the wiki because that's not really within the actual context of the novel itself. It's but, not in um, the horse's okay. mouth. Yeah. I mean, if if a horse could. Tell me about it, then I would listen. But exactly. Um, otherwise, we'll see. But anyways, um, so people are like dying; they're getting burned alive. They are really prepared. We mentioned the preparation. Uh, the people of Lake Town did a lot to prepare. They they and it's warning. It's it's important to note why they prepared, right? Because Bard. Uh, who uh, has gotten a lot of shit for just being crazy and saying this and that. He's kind of like a, not quite a conspiracy theorist, but, you know, a doomsdayer. Um, but he's the one who's like, hey, there literally is a dragon coming. We should do something while everyone else thinks, like, the the river is becoming literal gold because of the dwarves. Um <laughs> and so like the people listen and they they get their armor they get their bows they douse like all this shit in water so it's more fire resistant and so when smog finally shows up they really are prepared they put up a damn good fight um but Smaug is still really formidable he he does kind of make make his way eventually to burning through the town and um bard the person who first noticed that Smaug was coming is kind of left as like this lone archer, um, and he's loosed all his arrows except for one. And I'll kind of come back to this last arrow because it's not just any arrow. Actually, it's even like a really super special, important arrow. Um, is it? It is actually. Um, it's <laughs> this is like the most like super dramatic moment where it's like not only is Bard the character you've never heard of or known before. Part of like this this really long lineage But also the specific arrow that he fires is actually a really super special arrow It's not even just a regular arrow. It's a It's an amazing arrow So the super special guy launches his super special arrow at the super special point in Snaug because the thrush from before it's very heavily implied this is the same thrush that was watching the hobbits while they were trying to open up the door lands on his shoulder says hey there's a magical weak point on smaug where i'm even going to come back to the fact that this fucking bird can talk to this guy because i have a whole note on that too i mean to be fair he is amazed that he can understand the bird uh, he is, but the fact is it happens, is all I'm saying. I've <laughs> talked about the whole animals, people talking kind of thing in The Hobbit, and it's still here. Uh, but the important thing is that Bard is successful. He is the one to kill Smaug. And Smaug, his huge, massive dying corpse smashes into Lake Town and drags it to the depths um along with him and then we kind of get this whole um resolution at the end of the chapter where the surviving members of lake town reconvene at the shores and and we kind of get this whole like hey what happens next what's like (laughs) what's like the, the political upheaval and the consequences of that like for the citizens and the leadership of Lake Town and even the surrounding uh, areas, such as the goblins and the elves. Um, but but the really big thing is that Smaug comes to Lake Town and he fucking dies. So he gets <laughs> fucking killed. Yep. That's chapter 14.
2: It was very, very surprising oh, to me. Not that toy. It I, was. I honestly thought that, um, like... I knew the birds were were spying on on the dwarves so I thought that they were um spying for smog um because I think he he you know mentioned them when he was talking to bilbo a little bit too or something um so I thought he was like getting their location and their plans from the birds and he was hiding somewhere waiting to ambush the dwarves so this was like this was totally out of left field for me
0: yeah i had a similar thought where i was like i don't trust these fucking birds <laughs> at all so I, I agree with that so fun
1: fact i wrote i looked it looked at it wrote it down smog first appears he's mentioned throughout the book but he first appears in the book and then he dies in the book over the span of 35 pages <laughs> in my copy at least it may be a slightly different count in your copies but it's not a lot he's not in this book for very long yeah also ding dong the dragon's dead same sticky note <laughs> yeah <laughs> like i said snarky comments um another thing we actually get a real name for the town i think at the beginning of this chapter
0: yeah the we Lake do town
1: as garroth
0: yeah so yeah. i don't know if
1: that was mentioned before but i noticed i certainly noticed it in this chapter
0: you know, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because, so after um, Smaug is killed, there's this line. It says, and that was the end of Smaug and Esgaroth, but not of Bard. And I was like, who the fuck is Esgaroth? <laughs> and then I had to go back to figure that out. Um, but I actually, I looked back at um, Thorr's map. Yes, yeah exactly. And 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 there's an arrow on the right-hand side saying in Esgaroth upon the long lake dwell men. And I was like, oh, that's where I've heard that before. I think Tolkien has probably referred to Lake Town somewhere yep. as Esgaroth. Um but we just totally missed it. We've been But not but down. not often. Right. And
1: it's also on the map in the back of the book. That's not not Thor's map. Um uh, but it's like the wider view of the the surrounding area. Uh, gotcha. It it calls it Lake, Long Lake Esgaroth Yeah um, or It's two separate lines so it may be Long Lake and Esgaroth But it's it, it It's like the name just Got edited into our copies of the book Like when we read this chapter
0: <laughs> Yeah it did feel that way And then I was kind of left wondering Like Because when I read that I was like it did feel Familiar and I was left wondering Do I only know it from looking at the maps As much as I have Or was it actually name-dropped in the text, and I just can't remember where? Um, It's not important, but I really don't know.
1: If I was reading a digital version of the book, I could easily look that up right now, but I am not going to flip through 260 pages to figure that out.
0: Yeah, I feel like you bring that up as like, hey, here's a reason why (laughs) it's handy to have a digital text. And I mean, you're not wrong, but...
1: Yeah. Why do I have, I have a blank sticky note in here? What the
0: hell? You know, Josh, there's just something about the tactile feel of a book. Yeah, as, the someone, as, someone who's against, <laughs> as someone who's against you know AI machine learning, there's just something special about holding a dead tree in your hands. You know? <laughs> You're talking to the guy who's
1: been doing this in the microphone for the last hour and 45 minutes?
0: Yeah, I miss the rhythmic thumping. That was really cool before. There it is. <laughs> Slow down there, buddy. Uh, no, so I'm... <laughs> I'm re- I was right there with you about the Esgaroth thing, is, is all I'm saying. Uh, okay. I did also go back and figure it out and be like, oh, he means Light Town. But it's like, it did seem kind of strange to me to just say Esgaroth, but uh, okay. Um... Okay, I gotta, I have to talk about the whole bard and the thrush. Can I go to that real quick? Yep. Go um, okay. For it. Yeah. Uh,
2: our favorite character, bard. <laughs> our favorite animal.
1: I got a couple. Co- I got a couple notes on Bard, but they're mostly snark. Um,
0: so, so on my copy, it's page two hundred twenty-eight. Um.
2: He's a real pal in Basha, uh, isn't he?
0: I do get some Palambasha vibes, it's true. But, but you know, just like any character in Dune, one of the things that we we kind of learned while reading Dune, it's like no one's unimportant, you know? It's true. It's um,
2: true. And, and he succeeded where Palambasha failed.
0: Yeah. I guess the difference is, though, Palambasha actually did have a buildup. Like, Palambasha was talked about several times. Bard has only ever been mentioned in this chapter. There was never a previous chapter where it was like, hey, here's what Bard's up to. Or like they get to Lake Town the first time and it's like, oh, Bard was in the feast hall. I don't fucking think there was yeah. nothing about this guy. There's just yeah. fucking nothing.
2: I had the thought actually when I was reading it that like in the movie adaptation, you know, that there has to be some scene with Bard before this because in that, in that format, I just don't think it would work. So it'll be interesting to see if they if they make that happen. Yeah. Well. Okay. The
0: this actually kind of takes me to a side note, as it were. So actually, before I get to the whole thing of Bard with the thrush, there's Bard being the one to kill Smaug in the first place. Um, now, I do want to mention this because um, Bard's Bard's introduction is is important. It only happens in this chapter. Right. So I feel like to a modern-day reader, with with what we've grown accustomed to, with what we've, you know, been, been told is typical storytelling, it is strange to do this. It is strange to be, like, the main threat of the entire book, which is Smaug, who has been built up since, like, the beginning of the story, is... Is killed and then the problem essentially resolved um by a completely unknown character. It's completely separate from yeah, looking... from who we've been learned and, and, and taught about.
1: I don't think Bard even gets named until like three pages into the chapter after the Oh yeah, Bard it was his name. For me it's page two sixty, it's so the third page of the chapter. Right? Third page? Yeah. It's after the attack's begun. And he's had lines before this where it's just, like, he's just a voice of doubt and just e- yelling at people, like, uh, that's a fucking dragon.
0: Right, 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 right. And then just the page after. So, like, when he starts to fire his arrows, we yep. get this section. It says... Um, their captain was Bard, grim-voiced and grim-faced, whose friends had accused him of prophesying floods and poison fish, though they knew his worth and courage. He was a descendant in long line of Geryon, Lord of Dale, whose wife and child had escaped down the running river from the ruin long ago. Now he shot with a great U-bow till all his arrows but one were spent. Um, and then he, he does even, I guess as I'm reading... Um, he mentions this arrow further down the page. He says, Arrow, said the bowman, Black Arrow, I have saved you to the last. You have never failed me, and always I have recovered you. I had you from my father, and he from of old. If ever you came from the forges of the true king under the mountain, go now and speed well.
1: So, it's a dwarven arrow, yeah. When, when you mentioned it earlier, I, I completely forgotten that paragraph. I, I read, reread it right as you, we moved on, but... Yeah, yes
0: right. yes 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 so um essentially like we've gone over the point like hey this seems weird um, and it does you know but also like it it's it's very much in line with like classical storytelling um, from reading like older epics like if you were gonna read something like the Iliad or the Odyssey or Beowulf, Mm -hmm. Where it's like someone's doing something now and here's their entire lineage that essentially proves to you, the reader, why they're capable of doing this thing that you are only just now learning about. Um, That's
2: why I stopped reading The Odyssey. (laughs)
1: <laughs> let's take a 20-minute break from the action to tell you about this remember, new guy on the stage.
0: Remember Connor, reading it while we were reading yeah, Dune? I do. I do. And eventually, honestly, I think at some point in our lives, Connor, we will read that. Yeah. That, I think we will read that together. I think we will. Yeah, I think that's, um, a, that's a good oh, man, idea. And man, the Odyssey's such a slog, though. But, but here's the thing, but here's the thing. It's like, I guess what I mean is like, um, this is something that I've heard repeated a lot. I've heard it said way before I, I decided to read the Lord of the Rings. Uh, you tell me if you've heard it before too. But when Tolkien conceived of, uh, this world and, and he set about to write this story, one of his goals was to create like modern day mythology. He wanted to make something that wasn't just a story. He, he wanted to create his own myth. And a passage like this, like this, <laughs> I, <laughs> this. this and this, yeah, myth and this, it <laughs> happens. <laughs>
2: this.
0: Um, I, I think on the face of it can, can feel like jarring. Um, but it's, it's kind of interesting to consider that I think like this is what he's pulling from you know that that his idea when creating the story was you know was not to like modernize storytelling it was to harken back to something from before and and that is what what resonated with readers at the time and and still now of course you know but like that he reached into the past and created modern myth this was not just a story I mean we hear that with Star Wars a lot too. Like I think Star Wars failed. That's that's the different that's the difference. I think Star Wars has failed in planting itself as a myth where Lord of the Rings has succeeded. And a lot of that is chalked up to hmm. the life and death of their respective creators, the times in which they were made. Let's not get too stuck there. That's just my opinion. Yeah. Um
1: I was just going to say, I, no, I've, I've, I've definitely heard about Tolkien wanting to raid a myth. I don't remember where I've heard it from, but I have heard that sentiment before. Um, but I've heard both Star Wars and actually the MCU as being described as modern mythologies. Um, so we, we'll we we'll have to come back to that Star Wars has failed at some point because
0: it sure doesn't seem like it to me, but we'll, we'll have to come back to that at some point in the future. Yeah, no, I, I'd like to have a, a a deeper discussion about that, um, and kind of the idea of like what is myth making and and how is it different from creating a story that just resonates with a lot of people? Because um, I do believe that there's a difference. Um, but but at any rate, my feeling feelings that there may not be. The 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 <laughs> that's idea a good here... I no... Anyway, go ahead. No, no, hey, sure enough. I I get it. Um but 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 all that's to say, all that's to say is that, hey, this really cool dude with one really cool arrow did one super fucking cool thing and he killed the dragon. And like no scope. Yes, literally. Yeah. Boom headshot. Except obviously it wasn't, Heart but like, shot. you know, it, yeah, yeah and um that was it that was the thing there is there is more to talk about I actually am really interested in talking about the fallout of this and like the whole like leadership debacle like that's really interesting yeah. to me um but yeah Bard someone who like just like didn't fucking exist until four pages ago is the one to kill Smaug. It's so funny that the very previous chapter, everyone's like, "Where's Smaug?" He's dead, motherfucker. He's, he's been, been dead, dead for dead. days. For yes, days. He's been dead. <laughs> they just, the, the dwarves and, and Bilbo were just sitting in a dark
1: in the dark cave in tunnel for 2 days while the dragon's rotting at the bottom of the lake.
0: <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, so this was a great pair of chapters to read for exactly <laughs> that reason. I really liked the the playing on time there. That was funny. Uh, uh, what else do we want to jump to here? What What are your notes, Josh?
1: Uh, let's see. Got about got the lake name, Lake Town's name. Um, since we're talking about Bard, I, here are my two notes on him. Uh, as, when he first shows up, before he's even named, uh, I have or when he, right as he gets named, my note here is. Uh, gloomy bard with a high charisma roll, uh, rolling well to get the town to fight. (laughs) So it's just yeah. And everyone's calling him crazy, but he's still running through town, getting everyone ready for the dragon.
0: True. I mean, and I feel like you have to just the natural conclusion of that is when he fires his bow, he gets a nat 20, right? Oh yeah.
1: No, that's, that's a nat 20 with like sharpshooter on. And, uh, 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 what's, what's the spell I'm looking for? Uh, the help action from the thrush, I guess. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) Um, guidance he got guidance from the thrush that's what i was thinking of <laughs> um also bard and the thrush kind of remind me of tondro and his crow from demon slayer
0: i can't help you there buddy but that's cool. okay
1: yeah no it's just like okay warrior and a, a talking bird got it <laughs> yeah um let's see so second page of the chapter right as smog shows up uh to do Amid shrieks and wailing and the shouts of men, he came over them, swept toward the bridges, and was foiled. The bridge was gone, and his enemies were on an island in deep water. Isn't the dragon flying? Why does the bridge... Why does a cut bridge over cold water suddenly stop him here?
0: Okay, I love that you bring this it up because I forgot to it mention this, Josh. not yet. Well, okay, yeah. so that's the thing. So I think the problem... That the the destroyed bridge creates. It doesn't really create a place. Like, if the bridge were there, Smaug could land on the bridge. And then just, like, tower his neck over the entire town and just level it. perch it and, like, cut off all hope of escape, kind of. Yeah. But, because the bridge isn't there, the only place he can conceivably land is, of course, the town itself. Which is protected by the archers. So it's like if he tries to land, I think he's not really able to because then the townsmen like f- retaliate and fight back. So Got he it. can only attack in like these these swooping passes. He can't land because the bridge has been destroyed and it's in the middle of the lake and he can't touch the lake because like he's super hot. We kind of talk about Tolkien talks about like the steam and the activation of his body in the water. and yep. So, like, he can't actually touch the water. The bridge is destroyed, so he can't land near the town, because it's in the middle of the lake. And if he lands on the town, then he gets attacked. So he can, only, he can only attack by flying by and doing these passes. And Smaug is fine with that. He's like, sure, evacuate into your little rowboats. I'll just fucking kill you one by one. Like, he's fine yeah. with that. Of course, we realize what happens. That because I asked myself the same question, Josh. I said, "Why does it (laughs) fucking matter? Shouldn't Smog be able to just kill everyone anyways?" I think that's why. That's all.
1: Okay, yeah, that's a good explanation. I was half asleep on Sunday in this chair and just like, why is? Where's the part where he landed and had to walk across the bridge? Why does he care that it's out? What the fuck? (laughs) Uh, So yeah, I wrote that down. Then I woke up a bit. It was the fight happened uh let's see gloopy barge tundra ding dong the dragon's dead uh, so after the fight the people are uh oh i only have two more notes thought i had more notes anyway uh the people are just realizing what's what's happened and they start uh bard like wades out of the lake after everyone thinks he's dead, uh, talks about himself in the third person for a minute. And then everyone says, just starts shouting like you're our King now. Yeah. And then the master of Lake Town's just like, uh, wait a minute. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. I'm here too, guys. Uh, and so after that whole clamor of, of like up the bowmen and down with money bags, I mean, the, the, uh, the, the whole time, like, I'm, I'm not trying to defend, uh, master here because he he ran away <laughs> he's not trying to help anybody he's just trying to help himself but that whole section there i i wrote down uh so this is how democracy dies to thunderous applause <laughs> <laughs> and then and then after i wrote that i just keep reading it's like oh the guy's defending himself now and the guy and the people are pretty much come down to like oh yeah let's let's put a pin in this for now yeah i was like and then i
0: i've I, same sticky notes like democracy
1: I'm not dead yet.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I'm not quite dead yet. Actually, they got my pull through. (laughs) Uh,
1: So yeah, they they go, they set up camp, they spend a couple days, like, tending to the sick. There's some people die because they don't have food or medicine. And then the elves show up because they were, they figured out like, hey, wait a minute, those fucking dwarves are heading to the mountain. We want that gold. And so they're uh, all the birds are talking about how the dragon's dead and so the the king's the the king of the elves is like all right fuck it let's go let's go raid the mountain Well, i i assume since the dragon came to came to the town the dwarves are dead let's go get and it's like ah oh, well the people are kind of suffering let's go help them quick the goal's yeah, not going anywhere um but uh so it was that bard's messengers uh found him now marching with many spearmen and bowmen uh, the crows were gathering thick above him, and blah blah blah. And for they thought that war was awakening again, such that as had not been in the parts for a long time, for a long age. And my note there is, war were declared. <laughs> From Futurama. <laughs> yes, know, but yeah, no. There's well. a lot of political fallout with the fact that the dragon's dead. There's now a power vacuum that thirteen dwarves and a hobbit are currently sitting in the middle of. Yeah. Uh, on top of a giant pile of gold the lake town that supported them is a bubbling wreck of a underneath the uh, decaying corpse of a dragon that has cursed that spot of the lake for years to come Uh, it's an ecological and economical disaster in its own right Uh, and, and we've got at least one army marching towards the mountain
0: right and there should be like four others somewhere some right somewhere. Because hmm. um,
1: we did, we, we could talk about this because we have heard that there is a
0: battle of the five armies coming up. Yeah, that was one of the most interesting things. Where it's like, <sighs> I thought the battle of the five armies would have to do with them like having to band together to kill Smaug, and it's not that at all. So it's like, oh, like this is going to be like fought over the the dragon horde, right? Perhaps. Um, yeah, we don't know for sure, but like you said, like power vacuum. It, you know, it it feels that way, um, which which is cool. Um, it's it's really it's more interesting than I I actually thought it would be. I kind of thought with the death of Smaug, that would kind of be like the resolution to the story. And then it's like, oh, we get the back again part, and they go back, and then it's okay. But it's not. Like, this creates problems that still need to be resolved. Like, it's the reason why there's still, like, I don't know, five more chapters left? Uh, six. Um, six more chapters left? Right, there you have it. Um, yeah, I, there's probably a few more things I could I can mention here and there. I'm kind of curious to get... Connor's thoughts on like the death of Smaug and wait, some of the wait, other things right that we've. Oh, five. Is wait, it nineteen chapters? Nineteen. You're right. Yeah, um, we'll have to figure out those last couple ones. we we'll, on. yeah we'll 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 get to that. Connor, uh, is is there anything you'd like to share or or can you tell us a little bit about? Um, what did you think when Smaug actually died or, or maybe even like the, uh, this, this whole like disruption of the leadership like afterwards?
2: Uh, yeah. Cause I feel
0: like you, there's, there's some like doing stuff there too. You know,
2: there is a little bit of doing stuff. Yeah. The, it's a lot of political, um, pieces are, are changing. And so the, so everyone's playing some kind of game, you know, which is fun. Um, you know that's how these political organizations operate. Um, so yeah, like Josh was saying, it was interesting how you know the the elf king or whatever he's graciously helping helping them out, but he has his own motives and he's you know very very aware of of what he can gain from from this situation. Um, and you know, ju- just the the last scene, I, I don't think we we talked about um what you know when when they're they're kind of like oh bard was a great man it's too bad he died can't believe he's gone and he's like i'm right here
0: yeah
1: if bard isn't dead he dived into the lake yeah. i'm right here i'm bard yeah so, so uh i mean although to be fair we just have his word for it. Even Tolkien doesn't say like this is Bard. It could have been somebody else. It could have been someone claiming was, the thing. Well, I
2: mean, I I think they knew him though, so they would probably yeah. be like, "What the fuck, you ta- you're you <laughs>
1: yeah, right. you're Jerry, yeah, right, yeah."
2: Um, but but yeah, so then he you know goes back and forth with because they they want to make him the king, and then the master is there, and he's it's it's like a kind of a wait, funny wait, 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 wait. little
0: talk I'm sorry to interrupt you Connor yeah. wait, wait wait who's who's there
2: the master
0: yeah there we go yeah. the master there we go okay go, go that's, on that's how go it's on. done. Um,
2: go on you know uh and and the the master the the head of the t- I don't even know why they call him that it's it's very it's a it's a weird way to like he's like a the, he's the mayor he's like the mayor yeah,
1: yeah. yes the mayor
2: um is is just being defensive, trying to manipulate them, and, and just saying, "No, I'm, you know, I'm your guy. You guys can go, you know, now that you know the mountain is dragon free, but you can go off and and you know fuck back off to where you came from, you know, and he, he,
1: go back he to your can, old country.
2: He can be the mayor. of
1: Yeah, <laughs> of <laughs>
2: just making <laughs> racist
0: shit. <laughs> yeah. Tom, Tom goes to the master. Oh my gosh. Oh um, no. Oh, smog. Geez. Smog goes to the master. It's a good one. Is that? Can we make that the episode title?
2: That's the episode did title. Did you
0: guys ever watch Tom Goes to the Mayor?
2: I think I watched it with you on Adult Swim. <laughs> at some
0: yeah. point. No. Never even heard of that. I thought you were oh, talking about something else. No, no. It's just it's a fucking stupid... Uh, it was like before Tim and Eric. It's like what uh, yeah, that, yeah. that stupid motherfucker did before. Anyways, Smile Goes to the Master. That's the episode title. Go. I, I'm sorry to interrupt on you, Adult Connor. Go swim. on. Yeah.
2: Um, yeah, so, uh, you know, I think it's, it's kind of fun them going back and forth trying to, you know, him trying to convince the village people, um, and, uh, you know, but then he, he, he pins the blame on the dwarves for, for causing all this, and so then he gets them all riled up about, you know, them causing the destruction of their entire village, and, you know, being responsible for the deaths of all these, uh, of uh, their hopes and dreams. No. Uh, so, so that's kind of the thing that I'm thinking about now is like, they, they they've, they've got like a village with, you know, f- fire and pitchforks kind of uh, coming for them or awaiting them. <laughs> so, you know, going into these next, uh, few chapters, I'm, I'm going to be looking for some more of that kind of, um, animosity between the townspeople and our our, our our party.
0: Yeah. No, you're right. I do think... Um, what do I want to say? I do think they're like one of the five armies. Like, We've talked about that. It's been brought up. I feel like the five armies, we know there's the Elven army, there's the army of the men of Az- uh, Esgaroth, we know that the goblins have been, like, told of this. And I think the goblins are one of the armies. And then I'm like, do the dwarves and Bilbo count as an army? Are they, like, one of the... F- <laughs> do they constitute an <laughs> army? You know, like, are they there? So I don't know who the five armies are, ultimately. But we we certainly have some strong knowledge of some of them. And... Um, yeah, that whole, that whole, like, maneuvering where the master is... Like, at first, he's kind of on the ropes. Everyone's like, yeah, Josh mentioned this line, too, where it was, up with the bowmen and down with money bags. And, like, there's kind of been this running idea, too, with, like, the dragon and their horde and the elven king and his, like, lust for, for treasure. Like, I think Tolkien is, like, very aware of, um, uh, I guess, like, the perils of oligarchy and um, and you know, the the problems that come from rulership from those uh, who rule only because they have money, you know? Um, like, The Hobbit isn't really about that, but, like, that is in there, and I, I appreciate that. Um, so it's kind of funny that, like, we get this moment where people are like, yeah, why are, like, just the fucking people who are rich calling all the shots? What about the people who actually, like, do things... Um And then the guy with all the money is like whoa slow down Let's like divert this problem somewhere else, and then everyone's like hey You're right, and it's like oh that's interesting um, So all the people with all the money also know how to like divert our attention, you know um, it, It's not that he's wrong Like, in a roundabout, well, not even a roundabout way, like a pretty fucking direct way. Like, the dwarves are responsible, it's just that they aren't wrong, you know? It's like, it's, (laughs) like, it does suck. Like, they're responsible, Smog would have just kept sleeping and nothing would have happened, but it's like, you know, you can only not pick at a scab or something for so long. Like, eventually, like, you know, someone's gotta give. Um, and they they were just the instigators to like create a solution. It feels like a problem, but um, ultimately, ideally, right? Like it's it, it really is leading to something better. Um, I guess we'll see if that ends up being true or not. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, the whole up with the Bowman down with money bags, I thought was cool. I, I like the way that the master redirects that blame. Tolkien even has a line where it's like, here we see how the master even got his position. Like, he's not just a fucking moron. Like, yeah. he's conniving and he's cunning and, you know, like he's clever. Um, he's a businessman. Exactly. You know, he, right. He's not just an idiot with money. Like, he's a smart guy with money. And that's even more dangerous. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So, so yeah, we get that. And then, and then we kind of get the whole idea, like we've kind of been dancing around and mentioning that um, a whole bunch of people are separately realizing that Smaug is dead and his legendary treasure hoard is unguarded. And that seems to be like the next conflict to resolve. Um, And I, I think that that's, That's really compelling. I like that it's not just like, oh, the beast has been slain, and everything's fine now, like, Tolkien's brought up a lot of, like, logistical problems, it's like, okay, you killed the dragon, great fucking job, how are you gonna get all that fucking treasure hoard back to your hobbit hole, Bilbo? How's that gonna fucking happen? Oh, So, wait a minute, the person who held all the power is suddenly dead? Well, there's, like, five different power groups who are vying for that. How is that going to resolve itself? You think that's going to be an amicable resolution? You think we're just going to have a dialogue about that? No, motherfucker, it's going to be bad. And it's like, oh, yeah, that's why we have, like, book. (laughs) That's why there's more book to read. Um so it's cool, because truthfully, I thought Smaug was going to be alive for a lot longer. I thought Smaug was going to go to Lake Town, and he was going to fucking kill everyone, and then he was going to go back to the mountain, and then the dwarves and Bilbo would come up with some clever way to kill him. That's not what happens at all, obviously, as we've been discussing. And I think that right. leads to like, way more interesting uh, avenues of storytelling, where it's like, okay, well, now what? And it's like, yeah, now what? I don't... I don't know I'm pretty freaking interested to find out what the remainder of this book is because Smaug's dead and we thought that was the hard part but it turns out maybe it wasn't
2: it's time for um, back again
0: mm, I don't know I don't know if we're going to get to back again yet
2: no that's it that's the rest of the book
0: I don't know I think they're still. they might still be there buddy we'll see so these were some cool chapters. Um, hey Nova, look at that cute bandana you got on. What a good girl! For um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anything else we want to mention about these two chapters before we wrap up? How are you feeling, guys?
1: A little tired. We've, this is a marathon recording. Yeah, I'm, I, well, we, I am...
0: Well, we did talk uh, for an hour before we started to actually talk about the book, so...
2: <laughs> I'm all good. Maybe that's
0: not here. All right, Connor. Take us away.
2: Okay, everybody. These were enjoyable chapters. Sorry. That,
0: that's were, my last yeah, thought. I, I agree. I they agree. were fine. Good discussion we had.
2: Well, you know, like all the other chapters, I was immediately captivated, again. you know, once I start reading. Um and if you listeners are, are as captivated with us as i am as the hobbit you can go to patreon.com/chapterchumps um support us because we deserve it um obviously yeah if you want to reach out we are on twitter and instagram at chapterchumps please slide into our dms with with any questions comments or concerns Um, Rate, review, subscribe on podcast platforms, uh, email us, chapterchumpspod at gmail.com. But as always, until next time.
0: Okay, this is not the time for this, but... I had one more note. I'm sorry. I had one I had one more note. Ooh, bonus content. And I wanted to come back to this. I mentioned this. It was the whole idea that Bard understands the thrush. Oh, and right. It's the fact. It's the fact. Okay. Hold on. So he under. it says suddenly out of the dark something fluttered onto his shoulder he started but it was only a thrush marveling he found he could understand its tongue for he was of the race of Dale and and before we got this, this sentence he was a descendant in a long line of Gereon lord of Dale blah 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 and I just want to wrap up here I just want to say like we get more of that like mythological feeling where the fact that he's able to it's not that he's even able to do it. He doesn't actually do anything, he receives it. It's you know? And and but it's because of his lineage. It's because of who he's from, it's not even who he is or what he's done, it's because of someone shat him out of a vagina, a really important <laughs> vagina. And now a bird can talk to him because that happened. That's all it is. that's that's it. But the thing is, when we talk about mythologies and when we talk about like the construction of a mythology, in in terms of a classical literature sense, the lineages of characters are oftentimes very important. I found it very interesting that um, Bard, is specifically mentioned to be able to understand a thrush because of his lineage. Nothing else. That's it. Yeah. So then it's like, what's up with the deal of people? So Gandalf can understand Warg because why? Did he come out of an important vagina? <laughs> Bjorn can talk to dogs. Is, is it because a really cool vagina made him? I I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know but I think this kind of invites discussion we're not having any more discussion but but it's like what you know like it's there all I'm saying is I just had to say like it's there I don't really know what the deal is with it yet I haven't cracked the code but um, there's a lot of pieces that are coming together and this is one of them so that's what i have to say until next time
2: very cool
0: all right